0: Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio.
1: You Never- Higher. Ain't no life outside each other. But we are not alone. Through trouble ain't no fire Let's reach out for something higher. Eyes open to one another.
2: now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 27. We'll read through chapter 12, verse 17. Before we begin our actual reading of Scripture, let's uh, take a look at what's going on here. The religious leaders were in a quandary. They'd wanted to trap Jesus with a question that would show him to be either a blasphemer or a weird fanatic. Instead, Jesus had countered their question with a question about John the Baptist. Now they would have to try to save face. They had not stood up for John or tried to get him released. John had irritated them just as Jesus was doing. Always cloaked in self-interest, these religious leaders were only concerned about position and reputation. They were not looking for the truth. Now, in the book of John chapter 3, Jesus summed up this attitude. He said, people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. People who reject Jesus' claims have a greater problem than intellectual doubt. They are, in fact, rebelling against Christ's control of their lives. They try to ask tricky questions, but don't really want an answer. Sincere seekers, however, will find the truth. We'll read about a parable here today. In this parable, the man who planted the vineyard is God. The vineyard is the nation Israel, the tenant farmers are Israel's religious leaders, the servants are the prophets and priests who remained faithful to God, the son is Jesus, and the others are the Gentiles. Now the religious leaders not only frustrated their nation's purpose, but also killed those who were trying to fulfill it. They were so jealous and possessive that they ignored the welfare of the very people they were supposed to be bringing to God. Uh, By telling the story, Jesus exposed the religious leaders' plot to kill him and warned that their sins would be punished. Now, Jesus referred to himself as the stone rejected by the builders. Although uh, he would be rejected by most of the Jewish leaders, he would become the cornerstone of a new building, that is, the church. The cornerstone was used as a base to make sure the other stones of the building were straight and level. But in the same way, Jesus' life and teaching would become the church's very foundation, the cornerstone. Now the Pharisees were primarily a religious group concerned with ritual purity. The supporters of Herod were a Jewish political group that approved of Herod's compromises with Rome. The Pharisees did not like Jesus because he exposed their hypocrisy. The supporters of Herod also saw Jesus as a threat. Supporters of the dynasty of Herod the Great, so-called, they had lost political control when, as a result of reported unrest, Rome deposed Archelaus, Herod's son, with authority over Judea and replaced him with a Roman governor. While well, the supporters of Herod feared that Jesus would cause still more instability in Judea and that Rome might react by never allowing the Roman leaders to step down and be replaced by a descendant of Herod. All right, with uh, that backdrop, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. March 4th. The New Testament. Mark chapter 11 verse 27 through chapter 12 verse 17. Again, they entered Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? But they were afraid of what the people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, We don't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Then Jesus began teaching them with stories. A man planted a vineyard. He built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country at the time of the grape harvest he sent one of his servants to collect his share of the crop but the farmers grabbed the servant beat him up and sent him back empty-handed the owner then sent another servant but they insulted him and beat him over the head the next servant he sent was killed others he sent were either beaten or killed until there was only one left his son, whom he loved dearly. The owner finally sent him, thinking, Surely they will respect my son. But the tenant farmers said to one another, Here comes the heir to this estate. Let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him and murdered him and threw his body out of the vineyard. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? Jesus asked. I'll tell you, he will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. The religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus, because they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers, but they were afraid of the crowd. So they left him and went away. Later the leaders sent some Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and said, Why are you trying to trap me? Show me a Roman coin and I'll tell you. When they handed it to him, he asked, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then. Psalm 47, verses 1 through 9. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. Come, everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us, putting our enemies beneath our feet. HE CHOSE THE PROMISED LAND AS OUR INHERITANCE, THE PROUD POSSESSION OF JACOB'S DESCENDANTS, WHOM HE LOVES. INTERLUDE. GOD HAS ASCENDED WITH A MIGHTY SHOUT. THE LORD HAS ASCENDED WITH trumpets BLARING. SING PRAISES TO GOD. SING PRAISES. SING PRAISES TO OUR KING. SING PRAISES. FOR GOD IS THE KING OVER ALL THE EARTH. PRAISE HIM WITH A PSALM. GOD REIGNS ABOVE THE NATIONS, SITTING ON HIS HOLY THRONE. THE RULERS OF THE WORLD HAVE GATHERED TOGETHER WITH THE PEOPLE OF THE GOD OF ABRAHAM. FOR ALL THE KINGS OF THE EARTH BELONG TO GOD. HE IS HIGHLY HONORED EVERYWHERE. PROVERBS chapter 10, VERSES 24-25 and 25. THE FEARS OF THE WICKED WILL BE FULFILLED. THE HOPES OF THE GODLY WILL BE GRANTED. WHEN THE STORMS OF LIFE COME, THE WICKED ARE WHIRLED AWAY. BUT THE GODLY HAVE A LASTING FOUNDATION.
1: no e
0: This is Pastor Don, and today I wanted to talk with you about olives, that's right, I said olives, (laughs) and the process which they got to go through in order to be made useful. So olives were commonly used in Bible times to do many different things since olive trees grew in abundance in uh, the Middle Eastern area of the world. Olives were used for creating a a wide variety of things ranging from hygiene products all the way to lubrication for machinery. Olives were also known to possess healing capabilities as well, and sometimes the wood from olive trees was used to make furniture. However, uh, the most common product created from olives was olive oil. Now olive oil had many different practical purposes. In Bible times, it primarily served as an oil to cook foods in and also was used in lanterns as a source of light. However, olive oil also had some spiritual significance to it as well. In the Bible, olive oil symbolized the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you can see this illustrated when the prophets would have coronation ceremonies for the kings of Israel. When they would have these ceremonies, they would pour a horn full of oil over the king's head to show that the Holy Spirit was coming upon him to anoint him for the new position. However, a key point that I really want us to get from all this is that the oil that came from the olives could only be extracted by crushing them. It was only when the olives went through this process of being crushed that the most useful part of the olive could be extracted so that people could enjoy the benefits of it. So I imagine at this point you're probably asking how in the world does this apply to me? Why does this even matter? If you're asking that I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. Uh, The way that this applies to us is that this is kind of like an analogy. You know we are kind of like the olive. We all can be made useful for many different purposes but the most useful part of those of us who have been redeemed by Jesus can only come forth when we are put under the day-to-day pressure that this life brings. As we continue forward on our journey of discipleship, God is going to make sure that we experience extreme pressure under the weight of life circumstances so that His Holy Spirit can be released through our times of suffering. But the thing is, is, If we never have to go through any hard times, we would never get the opportunity to realize that when we are weak, God is strong. It's not until we find the weakness of ourselves that we will come in contact with the strength of ourselves. And the strength of ourselves is the Holy Spirit empowering us to live like Jesus in a lost and dying world. It's through our tough times that our relationship with God is forged, And it is through these tough times that we truly get to know the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. During these tough times, when the light of the Holy Spirit is shining brightly through our lives, others are able to see that God is truly alive and well and will give glory to His name. So this morning, if you're listening and you're tired of being crushed, you're tired of the weight and the pressures of life, um, I want to say this kindly. Uh, and but gently that uh, probably need to get used to it because life is full of pressure Jesus said in the world you'll have tribulation but be of good cheer I've overcome the world uh, Jesus promised that we're going to have struggles and obviously there's, there's ups and downs in life there's sometimes we get through seasons of extreme pressure sometimes it's not as bad but the point of the pressure is is that it's it's only when we get squeezed that the Holy Spirit has the opportunity to really manifest itself in our lives. Uh, it isn't until we go through a real hard time it, until we see that uh, God is really working in our lives or not. So... Hard times are meant to be a blessing to us. It's meant to be a time for us to be able to get to know God in a deeper way. And it's also meant to be a time for which other people are able to see Jesus in your life because of how well you're standing up under the pressure that you're experiencing. So I hope this encouraged someone today. If you're if you're under pressure today, realize... Uh, You're just going through. It's a normal part of the process. Uh, God hasn't left you, and He's going to make sure that you make it through as long as you don't give up. So keep on keeping on, guys. Keep praying. Keep in the Word. And uh, God's going to be with you. Uh, Love you all, and hope you have a wonderful day.
3: your heart stops kick drum beating when it's hard times when it's long days and the enemy is right up in your face when your back's against the ropes and you're feeling all alone keep fighting Step giving you the next breath. I'll be the voice saying you're gonna make it when you're out there on your own. You run.
0: Today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.